You're listening to the Max Level Podcast for October 9th, 2018. On today's show, the crew goes in-depth with Life is Strange 2 Episode 1, Mega Man 11, and Fist of the North Star Lost Paradise. They discuss the news that Toys R Us may not be dead after all, try to figure out what Nintendo is planning with a Switch revision in 2019, and go over the announced BlizzCon 2018 schedule. All this in the usual segments on today's episode of the Max Level Podcast. On with the show. Why are you bald? Uh, well, wow. That, you can't just ask that question. I just did. Why are you bald? Hey, Frank, did the chemo take? How about that? <laughs> Is that why you're bald? Is there something no, I don't know? Is there something I don't no, know? It, it's all part of an excellent Halloween costume that'll hopefully play out here on the Vodun Games. Uh, Wait, is that true? Absolutely. You really, you shaved your head for a Halloween costume? I was going to get a haircut no matter what, but I, I went bald just I'm trying to get preparing for the uh, Halloween costume. Are you actually going to grow it back or no? I'll keep it short. But I mean, are you you're not going to stay like Mr. Clean bald for the rest of your life? Maybe. You never know. I actually kind of like it. I'm uh, getting some attention from the ladies. But but it's it's very shiny, dude. Like the, the light on your ceiling, I could, it's like beaming off of your head. Yes, because I beam with confidence. Okay, it's, it's, <laughs> it's that BDE, everybody. What's that stand for? No, no, I can't say that. <laughs> if you didn't know, this is Max Level Video Game Podcast found right here. At Level Down Games, I'm Brian, joined as always by the self-proclaimed king of Long Island, Frank. Hey, guys. Special shout out to Dance of the Dead for allowing us to use their music for our videos. Everyone absolutely needs to go check these guys out and support their music. They can be found on Bandcamp, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, pretty much everywhere. Check them out. You will not be disappointed, and they are currently on tour if you want to see them live. Uh, just remember, Max Level and Level Down Games is entirely self-funded as a passion project. If you'd like to see it continue to grow and become something even bigger, consider supporting us through one or all of the affiliate links listed in the description of this podcast. It would mean... The absolute world to us. Apologies. Give us your money. <laughs> Apologies for uh, uploading a day late. Uh, Frank and I just could not get our schedules to align over the weekend. Uh, obviously, with me for the uh, the haunted house season, it's tough. And then uh, we both had a few other things going on in the uh, in the real world uh, where we just couldn't get our stuff aligned. So we're doing it Monday night. So this portion, part one of the podcast, will upload on YouTube on Tuesday, part two on Wednesday, part three on Thursday. And I think it's just gonna be three parts this week. If you're listening on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. 9 a.m. Tuesday morning, entire show. Best place to listen to it. So, dude, this is Ma- this is this is Max Level 64, M64, baby. Yeah, yeah, we're uh, we're episode 64. Uh, you know the one of the greatest consoles ever, the Nintendo 64. Yeah, we are we are up to episode 64. We're doing really good. We're doing great. But uh, that sound means we'll kick things off with some campaign games. We're going to do three games this week. There are a couple games that did come out. One in early access. One that we both did buy. But we haven't had a chance to play them yet, so those are going to be saved for next week's episode. We're going to focus on three games this episode. I want to kick things off with one that I put a lot of time into this past week, and that's Life is Strange 2 Episode 1, Roads. Now, I did record my entire playthrough of this episode, and I've been trying to put it up on the YouTube channel for the past four days. I'm having issues. The way I wanted to do it, I wanted to upload it as one entire thing. It's like three. It's over three hours, like three hours and 10 minutes long, I think, was the actual time of the playthrough that I did. Uh, It's a long episode, and I'm pretty sure that all episodes are going to be about that length, which is actually good news for Life is Strange fans. So I wanted to put up as one episode, this one giant long Let's Play video. 
every time I try to process it through Premiere, I don't know if it's just my computer parts are still crapping out. Yes, I can make videos. I can do things. It's not as bad as it was. I'm not doing as much as I used to do on the computer. I'm not constantly streaming on Twitch or anything like that. And I'm not running as many videos anymore since we have scaled back our content a little bit and kind of focused in and dialed in on certain points to make it better. We're not trying to spread ourselves too thin anymore like we were doing there for a while. But um, I don't know if it's just the processor that I have is just not capable of doing something over a certain length. I don't know. Every time I try to run that video, it does stop at some point, whether it's right in the first 10 minutes, whether it gets up to two hours and 45 minutes and then it stops, which really pissed me off. Um, you know, just yeah. it just it sucks because the way it works to three and an hour, 10 minute video, whatever it is, it takes almost double that for me to process it through Premiere. So I can only try once per day because I can't time my computer for that long because I have other things to do and I have other work to do. Um, but I will say that the episode is fantastic. If you're a fan of Life is Strange, you're really going to enjoy Life is Strange season two, at least from what I've seen so far with episode one. I'm very much invested in uh, in Sean and Daniel Diaz. I think that. Uh, oh, you, oh is, that, is that Max? Okay. No, no, no. It's Sean and Daniel. You knew that. It's the two brothers. I'm kidding. Yeah. I, I, I'm waiting to play this one. I just haven't had the time, but I, I'm absolutely getting this game. And you know it. Yep. Um, there are when you start now, I don't know because I'm playing life is strange Two on PC shout out to our friends over at Square Enix. They did provide us with a copy of the game so that I was able to play through it. I played up season one on PS4. I played before the storm and the adventures of captain spirit on PC, which is why I decided to play life is strange Two on PC. When I started the game, it asked me immediately, did you sacrifice Arcadia Bay in a season one? I don't Ooh. I don't know if, if you play it. Game yeah, I don't know if that's the only question it asked me. I don't know if you've played it like so if you play because you played episode or season one on PS4, right? So mm -hmm. I'm assuming you're going to play season two on PS4. Yes. You have to let me know if it asks the same question or if it just carries over. It does. Come, it does come into play. That choice comes into Ooh. play in the very first episode. How awesome is that? Okay. I'm, Super I'm glad. freaking cool. I was, I was not expecting there to be any references or anything like that. And when I, when there was, I was extremely happy. Um, I don't want you to spoil the game for me. Which, absolutely but, not. Absolutely not. Wouldn't. Uh, same power. Similar we, power. Because we, we know he gets a power. That's part of the. Similar power, but it's not rewinding time. Cool. Yeah. But, uh, and it's it's interesting how the power even comes into play. So like, you know, I, I'm playing through like the first 30, 45 minutes, really enjoying what's going on, getting ready to think I'm getting ready to do one thing. Shit hits the fan, something changes, and then it's entirely a totally different story of what I was expecting it to be. It actually caught me off guard. I was actually pleasantly surprised because. And I'm not going to spoil it for you, but I, <laughs> when you do play the game or if you're out there listening and you haven't played season or episode one of Life is Strange 2 yet, think smartly about what you take with you because you don't know that you're taking it with you on a journey you think you're taking it somewhere else that's all mm -hmm. i'll say because uh had i had different supplies it would have been much better for my brother and i out there in the wild as opposed to uh you know other supplies that i thought i was taking somewhere else <laughs> so you're saying don't take food and water take a gun gotcha no take food take appropriate food and water would be good. Don't take beer. Because <laughs> that's what I had in my backpack. And uh, it was unfortunate. But, uh, you know, it, it, it's really, really well done. Uh, the characters that they introduce in, in episode one, I'm excited to see if they because there's this one guy that you meet along the way and he almost becomes like 
a a brother, like an older brother or a father figure to the two boys. And he's really helping him out. And I, I really thought that was cool. And I, I hope that we see him again in the future. But it's almost like they already wrote him out. So I think this is and what's cool about episode or season two is that there is gaps, significant gaps between each episode. So episode one takes place at certain. It's right around Halloween time. Episode two looks like it takes place in like the, the middle of winter. So based is off that, of the is that teaser, be the release window, too. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Usually what they do with Life is Strange, it's not monthly like Telltale does. They usually do it every two or three months. So I don't know how they're going to do this here, which that could be it. Like if it's if that's the case, it could be December or January till we're playing episode two. But I don't have confirmation on that. Um, but again, if you if you liked season one, if you liked Before the Storm, if you liked the adventures of Captain Spirit, you're really going to enjoy Life is Strange season two. At least I did. Um, I'm not going to do a video review. I'm going to do a written review on episode one, but I'm still Honestly, trying to get that playthrough up. I think what I'm going to have to do is end up just end up breaking it up into parts, even though it's something I didn't want to do. So I'm going to have to go in and edit out every port, every part that I say that I'm not breaking it up. So I do have to I'm going to have to go in and do a little bit more edits than I thought I was going to have to do. Figure out good places to cut and then I'll put it up. Uh, I'm going to put up all parts at the same time, though. So no matter how many parts I split up into, if I split up into 30 minute parts or just hour, maybe I'll just do hour increments. I, just, I need you. I need you to do that because even though I'm going to play it myself, you know, I want to see your play. Of course, of course, of course, it's going to be totally different. I'll just do it in hour increments. I'll just do uh, part one, two, three, and I'm just going to put them all up at the same time. Uh, I still need to do that with um, episode four of the council, which I haven't even played yet. So I need mm. to get time. I need to find time to do that sometime soon. Uh, but let's talk about a game that you and I have both played this past week. And that's Mega Man 11. Oh, yeah. I'm going to let you kick things off because you are a much bigger Mega Man fan than I am. So uh, how are you enjoying your time with Mega Man 11? I had a rough start at it. I'll okay. Just, just it's Mega Man. It's hard. Of course it is. Uh, are, you play, are you playing on the ultimate difficulty right off the right off the bat? Yeah. Superhero. Yeah. I'm on normal. Yeah. So it's not much different. I, I played on both already. It's 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 a little harder. I've even played on casual and casual is not much different than normal and like ca- casual is even challenging. You take, you take more damage and there's more enemies, but it's not it's nothing crazy. Right. Because uh, this game has a system where you collect screws mm-hmm. along the way and the screws let you buy upgrades. And once you have the upgrades, the game becomes a cakewalk. Right. In my opinion. No, it does. But really, and and that's where I struggled because I started out with so many. I like flip flop between several different stages, like three or four different stages, trying to find one that I could get through. And I know there are certain ones that are easier than others. A lot of people think Blockman is really the easiest one because it was the one that was released in the demo. Theoretically, that's probably like the true starting boss you're supposed to start with. It's, they say it is. Uh, yeah. For me, that was the like third to last one I played. Really? Maybe, yeah, I know you said you started with Tundra Man. I started with I went Tundra Fire and I just followed the pattern from there. Yeah, I I, I started I did block acid, then followed the pattern just but just like you did. But I mean, you know, we uh we, we just kind of like you're going to eventually catch up to what I did. But yeah, Bounce Man would have been probably the second or third to last one that you would have done or not Bounce Man. Um, it, was, uh, it was the last two or Bounce Man and Fuse Man because that's who's weak to the Bounce Man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Bounce Man, I, that's the one I originally tried to start with and it was difficult. It was very difficult for me when without, with, with literally nothing. So I played for probably three or four hours, just flip-flopping different stages, trying to find what I could get through, collecting upgrades, not even realizing I could be buying upgrades. I was just collecting screws 
So when I went back to Dr. Light's lab and then I realized I could actually upgrade my stuff and get, you know, I could get by up to nine extra lives instead of having five yeah. or, you know, buy the stuff to where I'm not slipping on ice and Tundra Man stage or buy the thing that saves you if you fall in a pit once per level or buy the things that, you know, you won't instantly die if you hit spikes or the, the one that auto charges the Mega Buster every single time you're not using it so that every shot you take is basically a charge shot. Once I realized I could buy these upgrades, the game became a lot easier. <laughs> so the first three to four hours, I, all I did was spend time collecting screws. After that, I literally bought everything at once because I had almost 10,000 screws. I was able to buy just everything <laughs> right out the bat. And then I've now been cruising through the, um, you know, the robot master stages. So I started with Blockman. I've I've successfully done Blockman, Acid Man, Impact Man, Bounce Man, Fuse Man, and Tundra Man. I have not finished Torch Man or Blast Man. I am still stuck on those two stages. And that's just game mechanics difficulty stuck. If you haven't done it already, I'm going to offer you a pretty cool tip. What's that? Are there many bosses messing you up along the way? Bosses? No. The bosses have been fairly simple for me. Because the mini bosses, just like they're the, the boss counterparts of the level, yeah. are weak to the weapon that you get. To, yeah. You know, um, so that so there's that. Um, yeah. And just buy all the upgrades. You know, just don't be afraid to use energy tanks. Don't be afraid to use weapon tanks. The, don't thing, be afraid, that, the thing that's really don't be, messing don't, with don't me. Don't be afraid to fall because you have three of the guy picking movie kind of Yeah. Things. The thing that really is messing me up with Torchman stage is the scrolling fire. I can't outrun it most of the time. Have you beaten Tundra Man? I have beaten Tundra Man. You can freeze the fire with this with, with this power. No shit. So you can actually stop it from side scrolling for a little bit, giving you enough time. Plus, you can also use your speed gear to kind of go faster. So if you're there, you freeze it and you can keep going. And that, that's OK. Help you out. I, yeah. Yeah. I was definitely trying to uh, I mean, I was definitely using the, the gear to slow down the level so that way I could try to outrun it. And that does work. But there are times where you get stuck or, you know, you mm -hmm. an enemy's blocking your path and you have to shoot it and the fire will catch up. But if I, I actually didn't, I've never tried to uh to freeze the fire that's actually smart i didn't even think of that so i will I try figured, that i figured it out by accident so yeah. uh let, let, let my accident be your tip you'll now you're gonna walk right through that level <laughs> yeah no i should be able to ease through that one and then uh blast man i just i keep making super silly mistakes so um but i think i think blast man is weak to torch man's weapon so i think i yeah yeah so because those are the last um, two that i have so yeah, where, where I am, I've beaten all the Robot Masters, and once you beat the Robot Masters, as typical Mega Man faction, this is not really a spoiler, mm -hmm. uh, you gotta go to Dr. Wily. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, Dr. Wily has four levels to get up to him, and I'm almost done with the first level. It is a shift in difficulty from hard to, oh my god, could they make this any harder? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm not having an easy go at it, even stacking up full lives it's difficult do we know if there's going to be anything else after um there after wily there, there has to be something isn't because... there isn't there usually two fortresses now for each mega man there used to be but uh for some reason we're going straight to wily maybe yeah. he's not the maybe he's not the be all end all on this one we don't maybe know there's, maybe there's something different afterwards uh -huh. i would hope so also there's other parts upgrades and things that just haven't been unlocked was, uh, and i've beaten all the robot masters oh yeah so you still have you still, i was gonna ask you if you still had any question marks because i still have like four or five question marks on my upgrades that i don't know how to unlock maybe they're found unless they're the new game plus stuff i don't know 
or, or they're found in the levels and we didn't discover them. I didn't want to spoil anything for myself, so I didn't do that. You know, I, I looked, I looked up who, what's weak to what because I needed, a, I needed a little bit of help along the I, way. I did too. I mean, I think that's, I think that's something that everyone that plays Mega Man has to know. Like, so, so <laughs> that, that, that that was my spoiler, but I didn't, yeah, it didn't give away anything like storyline if there is a storyline. No, and, uh, I, and, and I didn't look up how to beat any bosses. I just looked up, okay, this boss is weak to this weapon, so if I can get I, that I, weapon, I, that would I, be great. I, I, I literally just found the order to take them in after okay. I, I just blindly picked Tundra Man. That was the one I said, like, I, I just was like, yeah, this guy looks cool. He's sticking out of the freaking box. He must be a giant. Right. Um, and he, he was a fun fight. He was very Brian Boitano. Yeah, very. He was, uh, I liked it cause I, you know, he was a nice, ice figure skater and, uh, he would just go around and go back and forth and he would start jumping and doing pirouettes. It's, I really enjoyed that fight. It was fun. Whoa, 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 whoa. Pirouettes. Those are triple lutzes and south cows. Okay? Sorry. Sorry. Whatever. My, my, my mother didn't make me watch that nonsense for nothing. But what's cool about it is that because he was weak to fuse man's weapon, you literally could just shock the ground and have the voltage travel around the perimeter of the screen. Oh. And because I know you did him first, but if you would have done if you would have done Fuse Man first, you shock the ground. The little voltages travel around the screen and wherever he's at, it it's instantly hits him. So uh, it, it actually made that fight trivial. <laughs> it wasn't trivial for me. No, no, no. And, and this is before I realized I could buy lives and stuff, too. So, right. Uh, right. Yeah, I, I had to get good. Right. Exactly. I'm having fun, though. It's a good it's it's a good Mega Man experience. It's definitely it's not. Not it's not fantastic. It's not amazing, but it's a no. good Mega Man experience. It's definitely it's not good, the best Mega Man. No, it's not. It's a good Mega Man. Very weird set of enemies and powers. I'm in, um, I enjoy the Robot Masters. I think they're good. No, they're good, but it's they, they don't seem like they they gel perfectly. Like, like they're, they're, they're they don't the, fit the well. Flow, the flow is not as fluid as it could have been. Yeah, I mean, you're never gonna top Mega yeah. Man too. But and it's weird, sort of, but I but I but the music is not as strong as I was expecting it to be either. Wait until you get to, to the first uh, Wiley level. I, I, I actually meant to message you. It's like, dude. OK, is it good there? Because like there, there's like I think there's probably two robot master stages that I would say, OK, this is good. Like the, there's two two of the eight had good music. The other six were just kind of meh. But I guess that's kind of no. the way it is in Mega Man anyway. Like not every robot master has fantastic music except for like Mega Man 2. Um, but I'm uh, actually contemplating uh Switch, and, you know, switching switching one up for our, our, our next Mega Man episode. Yeah, and I, I mentioned we were going to do that. So I've been kind of paying close attention to uh, to the music in the game to to see if there's any 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 changes I wanted to make for next week's episode of BG Mania, which if you didn't know, if you aren't aware, last week we did episode uh, part one of Mega Man. This week we're doing music based on pirates. And uh, next week we're going to be doing part two for Mega Man. So if you don't subscribe to that, go jump over to iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, uh, subscribe to BG Mania. It's our video game music podcast, which uploads every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Good stuff. Uh, the pirate one's going to be a fun episode. That's going to be good. Yar. Uh, did you want to say anything else about Mega Man before we move on, though? No, but I fingers crossed going to have this beaten by next episode of Max Level. Oh, yeah. If, I think that's I think that's a fair assumption if, for both of us. If it's feasibly if it's feasibly possible, because I am not having a good time at uh, trying to beat these levels so far. <laughs> yeah, I, I think uh, I will definitely be putting I mean, some more I mean, time I, into it this week, too. If possible, I mean, you need to drop down a, little, uh, a level of difficulty. Just down to normal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I definitely uh, I should have the game finished by this week as well, because there's a lot of things I want to get through right now. Uh, I want to finish the next game I want to talk about, too, as we finish out campaign games. I've been playing a lot of Fist of the North Star Lost Paradise, and I've even started to to, uh, to write my review uh, on this game, and I am, am having an absolute blast with this. Now, this is made by the same creators as um, as Yakuza, so it's that it's that studio. So this is basically Yakuza, 
meets Mad Max. And the imagery used in this is so good. Like, you know, you, you, you know, you, when you picture Mad Max, you, you have this wasteland, very cloudy, very dusty, very apocalyptic. And you think, you know, massive vehicles spitting fire and people swinging back and forth in these over the top costumes. Yeah. Over the top costumes. And that's what Fist of the North Star Lost Paradise is. So you have your you have you know you you have your main character and he's fighting against these groups of enemies that are basically straight from the Mad Max universe. But they're really not. I mean, they're part of this universe, but it's just the the, the way that it's it's being done is it seems very much like Mad Max. So much so that I've even had to uh to capture a lot of the the stuff that, that's been going on just because I think that it so closely resembles uh you know, a Mad Max that I think it's freaking hilarious, dude. Um, but yeah, it's it's this post-apocalyptic alternate timeline of of Earth. And there was this nuclear war that went down. And now Kenshiro, you know, the uh, the the main the protagonist, and he's the one that is the uh, Hokuto Shinkin is the name of the uh, martial art that he's uh specializes oh, they, in. oh so they kept that from the anime okay yeah yeah, yeah. it's it's kept from the anime and you know if, if you're familiar with the with the manga hokuto shinken it's it's like a pressure point style of of martial art to where you target these certain things and it causes basically your internal organs to either shut down or explode or or the game is very bloody the game is very gory <laughs> that's I think why the five, uh, the five point heart exploding technique from kill bill volume two exactly that's pretty much what it is and there's these different things that you can do and you know these different abilities that you can do and you can just watch their heads explode or watch their bodies explode it's really cool i, I really do like it but uh you know he is going through this story because he is trying to find his fiance Yuria, who he believes was kidnapped. And as you're traveling through these different chapters, I think there's like eleven or twelve chapters, and I'm on chapter seven, so I am over halfway done. I'm trying to plug away, and trying to finish this, so I can get the review up. Getting behind again. I think I'm approaching close to twenty or twenty-one reviews that I still need to get done again. I was, I was, I was in the single Damn digits, it, but I'm back up. I'm back up to the double digits now. I was in single digits for a while. Um. But I'm really enjoying it. So it takes the best of like what fifth, what makes Fist of the North Star, Fist of the North Star from the anime. And then it takes the best of what is good about Yakuza. So the combat, the fighting, the walking around a city and what you're walking on in, in, in Lost Paradise is Eden. This uh, the city of miracles or so it's called. And it's this giant city that has all the gas and all the food that you can ever need in this post-apocalyptic world. Side games and stuff like the geckos or not? A lot of 80 plus side missions, 80 plus side missions. You can actually be a bartender. You can go to a casino. You can do these racing things. You can go out and play baseball with Mad Max characters. So like, you know, uh, Kenshiro goes out and stands at home plate. He picks up a giant metal beam. And then these characters come at you on their motorcycles and that's the baseball. So you're swinging this giant beam at the motorcycles and the characters and you're trying to set like high scores on different difficulties. Uh, you know, it, it, dude, it's hilarious. Like it, it, it's it's very tongue in cheek. It's very it's very fun. Um, I am really having a lot of fun with it. it it's oh, yeah. it's good, man. And, and it's just cool because the Yakuza studio knows how to make addictive games. They do. Now, now, now here's my big question. What's that? The music we heard from the trailer yes does that kind of music persist through the game it's the only song in the game it's the only song in the game okay <laughs> i mean it's it's very apocalyptic from like in terms of a soundtrack standpoint um 
when you're I out there, fall, out. fall only had like four or five. Yeah, songs. when you're out there, when, when you're out there driving around in the wasteland, you can play that song, but that's the only song that sounds like that song. <laughs> okay. So, but it's still cool to hear it. Uh, but it does get old after like the thirtieth or fortieth time, even after like the fifth time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was I was kind of hoping for more of a a metal soundtrack like throughout. I thought it was, that's how it was going to be. And again, it is like when you're fighting, you do have like generic type metal music playing. But the one licensed track that we heard in the trailer, it's there, but that's pretty much the only one that's like that. But it's a mm-hmm. good game. I will have a uh, I will have a review up for this at some point here in the near future. I can't even promise when anymore. I just I will have it done at some point in the near future. Tufty. Let's go ahead and move into Tasty Treats, though. Did you play anything else this week? Uh, the only other game I played, uh, we'll talk about next next level. OK. Okay. Um, like if you want to mention it, I don't know if you want to mention it. Uh, you uh, Super Mario Party. I'm assuming is what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. I, got, I got Mario Party. Um, yeah. It was actually, uh, it was my buddy's birthday, uh, so I bought him a copy as well. So mm-hmm. we, we haven't yet, but we will before the episode uh, play with uh, two switches. Yeah, that's why we're waiting because I know we want to talk about that. So you haven't had a yeah. chance to do that yet, and I even have a, I've only had a chance to turn it on and check out the first board. I am a little disappointed to find out there's only four boards and they're not even that big. So that that's one of one thing that I, I think is a huge negative. But we'll jump into more of that next week because that is going to be one of our campaign games alongside WWE 2K19 and Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I think will be the three campaigns games for uh, for next week. Uh, I've had a chance to play three additional games this week besides what I've already talked about. Um, so I played six games this week. Wow. Um, I put some more time into Dragon Quest 11. I am now in act two. I am approaching the end of the main game. Really having a lot of fun with it. Two acts? There's three acts. So there's two acts. So the way this works, there's act one, act two, credits roll. Act three is still part of the main story, but it takes place after the credits. Act three is also where you have all your post game stuff, all your stuff that takes place after that. And then there's more credits after act three. So, (laughs) so that's, that's pretty much how the game is split up. I don't know why they did that, but uh, yeah, I'm approaching the end of act two. So I will be getting to see the initial credits and I'll be moving into act three, which is, another 20 to 30 hours if i'm not mistaken in act three alone so it's pretty massive uh still having a lot of fun doing that though still really enjoying my time with dragon quest 11 and i'm also still enjoying my time with valkyrie chronicles 4 which i'm almost at the end of that game too i thought you beat that i haven't i haven't beat it yet i'm in chapter nine i want to say i think i'm in chapter nine so i'm getting close to the end of that one as well um just having an absolute joy with this one i'm not going to talk about it much just because i've I've already kind of beaten that horse and i want to save some stuff for the review but uh, hoping to get those two done at some point here in the near future as well. And then I put some more time into which I haven't done in a few weeks. I did play a little bit of World of Warcraft this past week. Uh, I got my death knight up to 107. So we're getting there. Yeah, well, sir. Uh, I went from 104 to 107 this week. I spent about four hours one day just plugging away at Warcraft when I was doing some other things. Gained three levels that day. Uh, I'm hoping to be 110 by this week, end of this week or next week, and then I can start working on the the content that's current for Battle for Azeroth because 7.1 is getting closer. I have a feeling that we'll find out a BlizzCon, or not, I'm sorry, 8.1, but I have a feeling we're going to find out a BlizzCon here in just under a month when uh, when 8.1 is going to be coming out, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's even next month. So I want to definitely try to get my character good to go and still get through the initial stuff that was in this patch before the next patch comes out. So yeah. that's what that's what I've been doing. Um... But I think we'll go ahead, dude. I think it's time that we move into the uh, the weekly super news report. And we have 11 items to talk about this week. And as always, we'll kick things off with game announcements. We have a couple to talk about. This one here, uh, it, it's funny because there's always so many compilations on these. But Spra- Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> so Square Wait, Enix. What is, this, what, what is this version 2.99999 repeating? It, like- may, it may as well be. 
because it is it is called Kingdom Hearts, the story so far. It's a compilation of nine chapters of the Kingdom Hearts series for PS4, launching later this month on October 30th for $40. It's only going to be 40 bucks. So it's going to come with Kingdom Hearts 1.5 plus 2.5 remix, which includes Kingdom Hearts Final Remix, Kingdom Hearts Rechain of Memories, Kingdom Hearts 358 and a Half Days, the HD Remastered Cinematics, Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix, Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep Final Mix, and Kingdom Hearts Recoded, the HD Remastered Cinematics. And it also comes with Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue, which includes Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Distance HD, Kingdom Hearts 0.2 Birth by Sleep A Fragmentary Passage, and Kingdom Hearts X Back Cover, just the movie. Um... This is the ultimate collection. If you don't have these yet, and I've specifically you, if you haven't, if you don't have any of these yet, this is only 40 bucks. It's worth buying before Kingdom Hearts 3. Okay. Uh, I'm actually upset. I swear to God, if you put one more of these things out, <laughs> they, they, they can't. They can't. There's no, no more Kingdom going, Hearts. It's going to happen. The, it's only, going to happen. The, the only time they can is after Kingdom Hearts 3 releases, and then they will. And, it would be Kingdom Hearts 3 Super. Like, <laughs> the, the following Capcom here. Yeah, no, no. They, they, they literally can't. This is everything Kingdom Hearts has been released so far, including base games, remastered games, or remixed games, and compilation games. So I'm actually really upset that I have, because I have all three of these. I have 1.5 Remix, I have 2.5 Remix, and I have 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue. If I would have just waited, I could have bought the entire thing on one disc for 40 bucks. Instead, I spent. This is a single disc. This is a single disc. Nuts. <laughs> and I, I'm pretty sure it's a single disc. I really don't know. That could be mis- I could be misspeaking there. But uh, even if it's not, that's three discs in one box for forty dollars, where I paid fifty. I, I paid fifty. Yeah. I paid fifty a piece. So one hundred fifty. You know, I I overpaid by one hundred ten dollars. So it kind of really does suck. But, Damn you, Square Enix. But uh, yeah, anyone that doesn't have this yet and then wants to catch up on Kingdom Hearts before. Kingdom Hearts 3 in January. No brainer by this game. Uh, Publisher Sodesco and developer 3D Clouds have announced Xenon Racer, an arcade racing game set in the year 2030. It will be released both physically and digitally for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch and PC. Uh, A release date was not yet announced. In an era of flying vehicles, a last one off championship for traditional wheeled vehicles has been organized with cutting edge electric cars boosted by Xenon gas. Rushing through treacherous turns as bright neon lights flash by, players drift through the futuristic streets of cities like Tokyo and Dubai. Resisting massive G-forces, they'll have to demand the utmost of technology to race at breakneck speeds in the pursuit of eternal victory. Uh, it's very... I mean, it, it's just an, it's a typical racer just like that. I mean, it's very it F-Zero. Good. It looks great. It's very F-Zero. It's very Wipeout. You're just not hovering. You are on wheels. So it's, this is a futuristic racing game, and it's the last racing tournament on wheels. So I'm assuming at this point, yeah, because they're saying in an era of flying vehicles, but they're having one last hurrah blast to the from the past it's you're on wheels but you're powered by xenon gas it's actually a cool concept i really do like that i do want to check this game out i watched the trailer i love the the art the art style that they're using here the the neon lights especially when it shifts from day to night how cool things look it looks like a good game i want to check this out it's going to be something that i play in the future uh, we'll skip over sales and revenue. We'll jump to teases and leak. We have two things to talk about here. The first one's a big one. A one minute video of an alleged Harry Potter open world action RPG currently in development has surfaced online. This footage was posted on Reddit by a user by the name of Vape This Bro, who claimed the footage was recorded during a focus test. While cameras and phones were not permitted, the user said he was he was never checked or given a NDA non-disclosure agreement to sign. So he was able to put this up. Um... 
And this is the fact sheet that was provided set in the 19th century. So the 1800s uh, of, of the wizarding world, this third person open world action RPG game centers around your character with unique abilities who has earned a late acceptance into Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. You are a newly arrived fifth year student to Hogwarts that demonstrates a talent, a, a latent gift for magic with a unique ability to track and identify remnants of a potent arch ancient power. Upon arrival, strange events begin to materialize in the Forbidden Forest and trouble begins to brew within the castle walls. Together with Professor Eliza Fig, you embark on a journey through both familiar and never before seen locations to bring to light the truth behind these mysterious occurrences. On your quest, you will craft potions, master new spells, and discover fantastical beasts, and possibly where to find them. You will battle dark wizards, goblins, and other supernatural enemies, and uncover the truth about your destiny. The fate of the wizarding world lies in your hands. Uh, back in April 2017, Warner Bros. Interactive Entertainment was seeking senior writers with a deep understanding of British culture and grammatical presentation for its Avalanche Software Studio, suggesting that Disney Infinity developer was working on a Harry Potter title. Um, and basically Eurogamer has since reported that sources with knowledge of the project have confirmed to Eurogamer that the project is indeed real and it is currently in development, but even more has surfaced since then. This is a next generation title. This is a PS5 Xbox Scarlet title. I don't want to wait. I, I want to play this now. I, yeah, I do too. Um, this is, this is 2020, 2021 type of a game. If you watch the trailer, like watch the leaked footage, if you had a chance to before it was all taken down online. Yeah, yeah, was taken yeah. Down. Um, but uh, but if you had a chance to watch it before it was taken down, that was your first look at what Warner Bros. Studio, Warner Brothers Interactive and Avalanche is targeting for next generation specifications on PS5 and Xbox. Scarlet. It looked absolutely stunning. Like, no, I no, no, no. It looks fantastic. It looks fantastic. It looks fantastic. So um, I, that that should have been our first look at a next gen title. So that in the fact that these these games are that far into development for next gen, I think is even potential more proof that somebody's launching next year, if not both of them, whether it's just Xbox or whether it's both Xbox and, and PlayStation five, somebody's launching next year. You think this is by PC then for what we're saying? Probably it's, it's 1000% being developed on PC, but it's target. It's using specifications that, that would be able to be easily transferred to either PS five and Xbox Scarlet. But yeah, most left, most definitely being done on PC to start with. Um, so, so, so real talk, uh, what house are you getting started into? I don't know. And I hope that they don't let you choose. I hope that it's something whether I, I don't want it to be random, but I hope that there has to be like, I hope that there's something that whether it's like a, a personality test or whether it's questions that you answer and much like with Animal Crossing, whether it's questions that you answer, I hope something dictates which house you get sorted into. Okay, because your, your boy here is slithering all the way. Well, I wouldn't want to be the same as you, but I probably would have picked Slytherin as well. Um, What's well, the best house? The most powerful house. I will be a Death Eater. Guess, I'd, ha guess I'd have to go Hufflepuff then. <laughs> you seem like a Hufflepuff. <laughs> Our last season leak this week, though. Multi uh, multiplayer game developers are preparing for PlayStation Network username changes to come soon. Uh, three people at different game studios have since confirmed to Kotaku. The developers said that in recent months, they have been fixing bugs and tweaking settings to ensure that their games are compatible with Sony's plans. A fourth person who works for a game studio shared an image from internal Sony documentation of a PlayStation Network profile containing an edit username option. The documentation was said to be a guide for changing one's PlayStation Network username. A time frame for the features implementation is unknown. The developers suggested that due to PlayStation Network 
usernames linking your account ID to your username rather than a universally unique identifier. Retroactively fixing old multiplayer games might be time consuming and difficult. Sony, of course, did not respond for comment. Um, whether this is announced at PlayStation meeting next year, if they announce the PlayStation 5 next year or just held off for a major announcement later at some point, at least we know it's 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 happening now. They are there preparing for it. Uh, this is a, going to be a feature sometime in the next few years. So that's that's a good thing. Please. Yeah, no, I want I want to I want to get I, I've had brew seeker brew underscore seeker for the longest time. I mean, it's the first thing I did. That was my Warcraft character name from back in 2009. Been using that. I used it for the longest time. But I don't use it anymore. But when I got my PS3, that's what I picked. I want to just be Brian LDG, which is where I am everywhere now. <laughs> I want to go to Frankosaurus. I just want to tie all my accounts together. One name across yeah. the board. Yeah. Or you could just be a uh, bald man now. Really? Baldosaurus. Okay. Baldosaurus. Uh, okay, okay. This is this is pure sexual delight for the ladies, okay? <laughs> As you blind them so they don't have to see your face, because that's why it's exciting. Skipping over DLC related news, skipping over delays, we'll go to random news. We have seven more things to talk about. This one here is interesting. The best news. This the one best here, news. This one here is really interesting. So Toys R Us is potentially going to remain alive in some capacity. Whether that means strictly online, I have no idea. But they made a shocking announcement earlier this year that it would close 800 stores and lay off 33,000 employees as part of a bankruptcy proceedings in the wake of devastating holiday 2017 sales. This article comes from GameSpot.com, by the way. But now it appears that Toys R Us and its related brands may live on in some fashion. The same hedge fund groups that control Toys R Us and and decided to cancel the reorganization that led to the major changes. Uh, sorry, I just I got confused for a second. Have now apparently decided to cancel the bankruptcy and attempt to revive Toys R Us and its brands. The Wall Street Journal reports that Toys R Us said in court documents that this week it has received bids for the Toys R Us, Babies R Us, and Jeffrey the Giraffe brand names, but it decided mm-hmm. that the bids would not be able to yield a superior alternative. Instead, the new Toys R Us owners are looking to recreate to create a new branding company that maintains existing global license agreements and can invest in and create new domestic retail operating businesses. I don't know what this means. I have no idea what this could potentially mean. It's more than likely to be a shift to online, maybe a few pop-up stores, from at least the way I'm reading into it. Um, but I think the, the cool thing is what they're doing for the employees. Like that's all of it. you read about that. Yeah, so they're, they're going to create that $20 million fund to give affected employees the severance that they weren't able to give originally? Yeah, I mean, that's the way it should have been done, you know? Because um, this happened suddenly. No, no, no. It was, it was definitely very sudden, for sure. I know, I know they dragged it over a few months, but still, you know, that's right. It, 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 it was livelihood. You know, people made a career out of Toys R Us. Right. Um, I don't, I would love for them to go back to having brick and mortar stores, but we've been, we've mentioned this time and time again. Mm-hmm. It's not sustainable. No. But uh, maybe a smaller presence in the malls. Maybe something. I don't know, man. Malls, malls are dying too, though. I know, but it's so hard to, buy toys uh other than going to like the the aisles of walmart well how is how is it still looking for uh, kb toys which is trying to make a comeback by this holiday season i haven't heard we haven't heard any rumblings from them but they said they want to yeah. do the same thing i mean yeah you know uh me, me i'm constantly looking to buy toys for my nieces because i'm the kind of uncle who likes to spoil them right uh there's i mean the selections at walmart are pretty slim Right. And I mean, there's always Amazon, though. I mean, Amazon has that's everything. What do- that's what, that's yeah. what I'm doing. You know, but I, I do actually like to pick things up to see, like, hey, would they like this? Would this be safe for them? Is it right. soft? You know, these, these things, you know, you actually do want to touch the toy. Right. In a sense. Right. 
No, so we'll have to see what this potentially means. I don't know exactly. I'm really hoping it doesn't mean that they try to come back in full force with retail stores because I think that would just lead to their demise again. I don't think they should do that. There's a reason they went bankrupt in the first place. But whether it's just a few stores here and there, maybe like the major cities, maybe put one in New York City, put one in L.A., put one in Vegas. You know what I mean? Like, you know, just the and the one in Vegas has to be on the strip, not somewhere else. But, you know, you'd want to put one in, on the strip, one somewhere in downtown L.A., one in like Times Square next to the Nintendo store or something like you, you would want to put them in these major traffic hubs where you know the stores are going to do well so they bring in money and then everything else is just done online it might be the best way to go i i, w- I would yeah. think for them um some interesting news popped up though this past week that i really thought was was crazy uh mike morheim stepped down as president of blizzard entertainment any reason uh just i think he was going to he's now going to become a strategic advisor for the company he just wants to spend more time with his family from what i understand um but yeah they no, act- no. Well, you make no, sure no, no. you get you make sure you get Diablo to me first, then mm. you play your little games of moving around, okay? <laughs> it's coming, dude. Uh but yeah, Activision Blizzard has announced the appointment of Blizzard vet, Blizzard veteran and World of Warcraft executive producer J. Allen Brack as the new president of Blizzard Entertainment. Brack succeeds co-founder Mike Morheim, who has stepped down and will remain a strategic advisor to the company. J. Allen Brack's a fantastic dude. Uh he's always there at BlizzCon. He's always the one that's on stage. Uh super, super nice guy. I, I did have a chance to meet him him actually once in the past when I went to BlizzCon like he was one of the ones that I actually did get to meet uh really nice really knows what he's doing he, I, I, I Blizzard Blizzard Entertainment is still in good hands so. I don't want to talk out of turn here but didn't their last president just step down like a little while ago no Mike Morheim has been the uh has been the president of Blizzard since the beginning are you sure yep all right, maybe I'm crazy. Yeah, the, let's, 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 not, let's not rule out crazy. Yeah, Chris Metzen left the company, who was another co-founder, but he was more of a, he was like a game designer developer still. But uh, he, he, he left he left Blizzard two years ago to uh, to spend time with family as well. Yeah, and, and he's not doing anything anymore. Like he's not even in the industry anymore. But uh, he was the one that was the voice of Thrall and was very, you know, very. Uh, very much responsible for for the success that Blizzard had. Uh, yeah, Chris Metzen left as well. So it's it's weird that now both Metzen's gone. Mike Morheim's not in control anymore, but I'm not worried. Uh, Jalen Brack knows exactly what he's doing. And uh, he did say that there would be several surprises for BlizzCon next month. Diablo. It's okay. dude, it's it's without question Diablo. It's, it is. Uh, and we'll talk about why when we get into a little bit later in the show. Okay. The next thing that we're going to talk about here, Cyberpunk 2077, is going to be distributed by Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment. Speaking of them earlier with Harry Potter in North America. Um, which I think is actually kind of neat. So, yeah, CD Projekt Red announced that they had struck up a partnership to, with Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment to help handle the distribution and promotion of Cyberpunk 2077 when it does release. Aren't they working? Isn't WB working on the show, though, as well? For it, The Witcher? Are they? I have no idea. There's, there's a live action Witcher show that's coming out, if I'm not mistaken. They're, well, it's coming to Netflix. The Netflix, yeah. I think Warner Brothers might be behind that. I don't know. Like working with the oh no, I, I I I would think it was just Netflix that would be behind that, but I don't know. I know nothing. I know. I just I, I say things. I throw I, it onto the ether, and if I'm right, I get to say, "Oh wow, I told you so." <laughs> Months on the line. Usually, you're wrong though. Yeah, I I have no I idea. If. I, yeah, I have no idea if they are or not. Um, but but I do I do think it's cool that uh, that Warner Brothers is going to be helping distribute the uh, Cyberpunk 2077 because CD Projekt Red can't do it on their own. They can't. No. Um. It's just not possible because it's, yeah, it's too much money. Our house, so more people playing this game, the better. Yeah, and they have the money to do it, so they yeah. definitely have the money to do it. Next up, this we, game, you said this game. This game's not coming out until like 
2020 something like that yeah 2077 okay. more likely um it'll, it'll launch the same year that the, the name of the game uh more realistically like still, 2020 still, still, still 2021 still coming out before uh uh final fantasy 7 remake we'll see man we'll see i don't know i don't know uh but assassin's creed odyssey is now available and we did find out how long the game actually is and we found out that it actually clocks in over 50 hours which is massive nice. for an assassin's creed game so uh, that that's and that, according to this uh, article on GameSpot, that is just the main story in 50 hours. So that this this is very much going for that RPG feel, which Odyssey is definitely trying to to take a step up from what Origin did last year. And and they did say that's without hitting every single island and side mission. So there's a ton of stuff that oh, they really? didn't do without so that like, fi- without that so 50, it's, hours. It's 50 hours without getting all the power moons 50, and throwing your hat and everything. And- yeah, exactly. Yep. It's it. Yeah. It. With, yeah. It's it, without getting all 999. And I actually uh, I've watched a video where there's actually 2000 some power moons in Super Mario Odyssey because you can buy a certain number of moons from every shop on every yeah. on every planet. And actually, if you calculate it, but only the first one counts. But if you keep buying them, you can actually get like 2000 some freaking power moons in the Super Mario Odyssey. But yeah, Assassin's Creed Odyssey over 50 hours for the main story alone. So this game is freaking massive. How about this one here, though? Red Dead Redemption 2 NPCs will judge you for being too dirty or too clean. I actually think this is really cool. How freaking awesome is that? Yeah, I think this is really freaking cool. So Rockstar Games is touting a more dynamic game that pays close attention to your behavior and reacts accordingly. However, it's not just monitoring whether you're being nice to the people around you and abstaining from robbing banks and holding up trains. It's also considering how you look and smell. Being an outlaw is dirty work. All that robbing, killing, and generally getting up to no good gets the sweat glands pumping and Wild West bunk body funk going. Again, this article is from GameSpot.com, not my own words. And since it can be difficult for cowboys and outlaws to find some time for self-care, it's also easy to let your body hair get a bit out of hand. However, in Red Dead Redemption 2, it's important to ensure that Arthur Morgan is kept prim and proper. If you don't bathe regularly and shave, other members of the Vanderlyn gang will call you out on it, even going so far as to take you to one side and stage an intervention. <laughs> Characters in the world will also react to your poor personal hygiene, opting to give you a wide berth if you're stinking up the streets. Those you actively engage with may have different dialogue options that treat your disheveled Arthur in a less than kind way. So there's a fine balance. You don't want to look too good, but you don't want to look like shit as well. <laughs> uh, I actually think that's really neat. But I, that's don't think, cool. I don't think that's been done before. At least to my knowledge, I don't think anyone's done that before. So that's actually really, really cool. I uh, can't wait to check that out. We got some good news. Skybound Games. Yeah, Skybound Games has taken ownership and will finish the development of The Walking Dead, the Telltale series, the final season. Uh, The company announced at New York Comic Con 2018. The company will work with members of the original team from Telltale Games to finish the story in a way that fans deserve. If you. uh, Yeah, obviously, we know Telltale Games shut down. Um, I looked into Skybound a little bit because I wasn't familiar with the name. No big games under their under their name. Like this is going to be the first thing that they really take control of. That uh, that is a big game. They have very a lot of smaller games, but nothing that it really has ever caught on for them. So good for them for putting mo- forth the money and helping them out. It's beneficial. It's going yeah. to boost their name and it's going to give us the game. Exactly. And they they did say that they would look to hire uh, uh, several members from the original team to 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 help out with this. So. Some people from Telltale are actually going to get employed out of this as well, which is really, really cool. Um, the last thing we found out this week, the Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel 1 and 2 is the, the PlayStation 4 versions that were released recently in Japan. They are coming to North America sometime in early 2019, thanks to Xseed Games. And for the first time in the series history, dual audio will be included with both of these versions. So you'll be able to listen in English and Japanese, which is actually really neat. Uh, 
each game will be available for $50 a piece. I probably wound up buying these just because I want them on PS4 as well. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I have them on PC. I have them on PS3. I have one on PS3. I have one on Vita. I want these on PS4. Let's be real. <laughs> so because I I mean, Trails of Cold Steel 3 and 4 are going to be on PS4. So I want this on PlayStation 4. I'm not who, who are we kidding? Uh, we only have one release date this week. Only one thing really got announced as a release date this week. Uh, the Quiet Man from Square Enix is going to be launching on November 1st, and the game is only $15. That's the one that was announced at their E3 press conference. It's very much like a live action movie almost. The full motion video thing? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's only 15 bucks, so it's not a full it's not a full price game. 15 bucks means I'll probably check it out. If this was like a $30, $40 game, I would have this was a hard pass. I was I was I was interested in this one just from watching it, like in general, because it looked I wasn't. I wasn't because it looked I I think it looks I think it looks silly. It looks silly. I remember I was excited and you're like, no, I don't want yeah, this. This looks silly yeah. to me. This looks really silly. But for 15 bucks, uh, I, I, I'd i be willing to check it out for 15 bucks. Anything more than that, I think even if it was 20, well, 20, I'd probably pay for as well. 30 and up, I would this would have been a hard pass for me. But uh, that's still over. Well, that's actually under a month away. We're about three weeks away from that. November 1st. Let's talk about what's releasing this week and the new releases for the week. We'll skip over uh, Monday, October 8th, which was actually yesterday. We'll start with uh, today, Tuesday, October 9th. A couple things coming out. First one coming to Nintendo Switch and PlayStation 4. Disgaea 1 Complete. To celebrate the 15th anniversary of the Disgaea series, the groundbreaking game that started it all returns for modern consoles in beautiful HD. Relive the expanded adventures of Laurel, Etna, and Flan in Disgaea 1 Complete. Uh, never played Disgaea 1, so I may actually check this out eventually. Uh, I've played Disgaea 3, 4, and 5. And they were good games, but I've never played one or two, so I might check this out eventually. The next game coming out today for Nintendo Switch, Goosebumps the Game. The Ooh. walk home, this doesn't look good, dude. The no. walk home from school, look it up. The walk home from school today is going to be a lot spookier than usual. Your sleepy neighborhood's been overrun by monsters. Werewolves prowl the woods, gnomes roam underfoot, and scarecrows walk at midnight. But these aren't ordinary monsters. They're R.L. Stein's famous Goosebumps monsters, released from their books and looking to wreak havoc. You'll need to use your wits to investigate the surroundings, puzzle out clues, and outsmart the monsters before it's too late. Survive a trek through your neighborhood, unravel the mysteries of the dead house, and sneak through the mall after hours. Only then can you confront Slappy and stop his plans for revenge. I want to pause for just have a second here. The yeah. original Goosebumps game on mm -hmm. the PC mm -hmm. was absolutely phenomenal. Sure. This one does it not starred, look good. It, it's, it starred Jeff Goldblum as Count Dracula. Mm -hmm. This looks like shit. I know it does. <laughs> I told you it did. <laughs> that's why when we said Goosebumps the game, I went, ooh, because like I was... I thought it, it was thought a it'd be game. like a port or something from the, of the PC one. But yeah, no, no, no. This is a I new game that looks like crap. No, it doesn't look good. a hard pass for me. The, uh, the next game coming out today to PC, Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One, Mark of the Ninja Remastered. Mark of the Ninja was a good game. In Mark of the Ninja Remastered, you'll know what it is to truly be a ninja. You must be silent, agile, and clever to outwit your opponents in a world of gorgeous scenery and flowing animation. Marked with cursed tattoos, giving you heightened senses, every situation presents you with options. So I may check this out eventually. Probably not right away, but this is de definitely a fun game. And the last one coming out today to PC, PS4, Xbox One. It came out last week if you had it pre-ordered certain 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 versions of the game. WWE 2K19. WWE 2K19 arrives as the latest entry to the flagship WWE video game franchise and features cover superstar AJ Styles. WWE 2K19 will showcase a massive roster of popular WWE superstars, legends, and Hall of Famers, as well as NXT favorites. Experience authentic WWE gameplay, extensive creation options, engaging match types, fan favorite modes, and more. Are you going to buy this one? 
Nah, I'm gonna skip it this year. Are you gonna uh, skip it this year? Are you gonna rent it, or are you just completely I'll, skipping I, it? I know I, I will rent because I, I do want to check out because they, they, they have some cool looking things, but it's not enough for me to buy it every year. No, and I, I and that's how I feel like with with Madden, with NBA, with all these games now. There just isn't enough incentive there to purchase it every single year anymore. Every two to three, I think every three years is ideal for me. That's usually what I do with basketball games. Every three years. I mean, 2K18 had pretty much the full roster. I right. Don't, you know, what, what could you possibly add to this game that would make me want to play it? I think they have, what is it, the Daniel Bryan story mode, I think is in 2K19. I think is what it yeah. is. And big head mode. <laughs> well, you have that now. Look, you gotta stop, okay? I did this for a noble cause. <laughs> we'll skip over tomorrow, Wednesday, and Thursday. Nothing releasing those two days. We'll move on to Friday, October 12th. We have a couple more games coming out. First one coming to PC, PS4, Xbox One, Call of Duty Black Ops 4. Next. <laughs> Black Ops is back, featuring gritty, grounded multiplayer combat, and that's the only combat, no single-player combat. The biggest zombies offering ever with three full undead adventures at launch and Blackout, where the universe of Black Ops comes to life in a massive battle royale experience. Blackout mm. features the largest map in Call of Duty history, signature Black Ops combat, and characters, locations, and weapons from the Black Ops series. But yeah, no single player campaign, which means no me playing Call of Duty this year. Yep, so I, can, I, can, I can care less about oh, Call of Duty now. They yep. broke my heart. Yep, yep, I'm, I'm completely Just skipping it. I am 1000% and I, and I told you that I would not play Black Ops. You're like, yes, you will. I'm not playing Black Ops 4. Will not play this. Uh, but I will check out Battlefield 5 next month, even though I've heard some some pretty negative things about that one too. Uh, next up this Friday, coming to Nintendo 3DS, Luigi's Mansion G -G Ghosts. Time to suck those suckers up. Suck those suckers up, man. Good uh, good choice how of words there. How many times have you said that sentence, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> time to suck those suckers up. Because Luigi is back in the first portable version of the spooky classic. After winning a mansion in a contest he didn't enter, he must beat its many bosses and puzzles. Follow a map on the touchscreen, shine a flashlight, blow fire, shoot water, stun ghosts, and trap them before Mario is trapped forever. All this ghost-catching tomfoolery pays off. As you suck them up with your Poltergust 3000, you could also rake in millions in hidden in-game riches for our hard luck hero. Make sure to search every area using the Game Boy Horrors map on your touchscreen and activate its Boo radar to track down every Boo in the mansion or spot Ghost's weak points. After beating and capturing boss ghosts, you can select their portraits from the gallery to best your own score in tense rematches, a new feature in the Nintendo 3DS version. And we did find out that there is multiplayer as well in the latest Nintendo... Yes. Um, uh, Nintendo Direct, so that's actually really neat. Uh, are you going to buy this one? There's like a 90% chance that I pick this up right away. If not, down the line. Yeah, same for me. Like, I really do want to play this again on 3DS, but I just don't know that it'll be right away. Uh, the last game coming out this week on Friday, coming to Nintendo Switch, The World Ends With You Final Remix. Complete the mission or face Erasure. That's all Nico knows after regaining consciousness in the middle of a busy intersection without his memories. Now he and his partner must fight to survive a life or death game in this twisted tale with more turns than the urban labyrinth of Tokyo they're trapped in. This definitive version of Square Enix's RPG Classic brings back the dark story to life sorry, not back, brings the dark story to life on the Nintendo Switch system, along with an extra chapter, exclusive two-player combat, and some killer new remixed music. Oh, yes. In the crowded chaos of Tokyo, players of the Reapers game must complete daily missions or face total erasure. Nico might not be enthusiastic about forging relationships, but with his very life on the line, he'll need to learn how to work together with a partner and fast. They only have seven days. 
gear up with stat-enhancing threads, and collect mysterious pins to unleash psychic abilities in battle. Take control of real-time action-fueled RPG battles using touch controls or Joy-Con controls. With new features in addition to all the content from the Nintendo DS and mobile versions, the definitive version of this modern classic is finally here. And I want to thank uh, Square Enix for sending us a copy of this game to play. They didn't, though. No, that's why I wanted to thank them, but they didn't send us a message. So, so I won't. Pick of the week this week. What are you going with? <sighs> Luigi's Mansion. Okay. I'm going to go final remix of The World Ends With You. So same day, same Friday. This, you know, the, the pick of the week is definitely this Friday because uh, I think between WWE, Mark the Ninja, Goosebumps, and Disgaea 1, Tuesdays kind of kind of lackluster. Friday is definitely mm. the, day to, the day of the week this week. Even though, even though we make fun of Black Ops, it's going to sell millions. And then Luigi's Mansion, Luigi's Mansion is going to be good. The World Ends With You is going to be good. But for, so for you, it's Luigi's Mansion. For me, it's The World Ends With You Final Remix. <sighs> Let's talk about this. I think it's time. And uh, we already knew this was going to happen at some point. Uh, a Nintendo Switch revision may be coming next year. According to the Wall Street Journal, a Nintendo is going to introduce a new version of the Nintendo Switch console in the latter half of 2019, as early as summer 2019, citing suppliers and others with direct knowledge of the plan. The outlet reported, again, this is the Wall Street Journal, the outlet reported that Nintendo is still debating what new hardware and software features to include in the new model and weighing the cost of the features. One option is to improve the display, which currently uses a lower end LCD without some technologies that are standard in recent smartphones. Uh, in recent smartphone LCDs, but the new model is not expected to adopt the OLED panels used in Apple's iPhone X. OLED is also the panels that was used in the Vita, and that had a fantastic mm. screen. A Nintendo spokesman has declined to comment on the situation thus far. What I want to do here with this one. First of all, I want to ask, what do we want to be included in this revision of the Nintendo Switch? Like, what do we want added to this? Because when when it comes out, there's a very good chance I pick this up, and I'm I don't know about if it'll be the same for you because I don't I know you never bought the the Pro, but when this does come, like the the PlayStation Four Pro is what I mean. Yeah. When this when this comes out, first of all, let me ask you: Are you going to buy this? Probably not. What would entice you to buy it? Uh, a good trade-in program to like an upgrade program. Yeah. Okay. Uh, any features or anything like that that would be yes, yes, included yes. that uh, would that would potentially entice you to buy it as well? Uh, uh, better RAM, a good hard drive to this thing so it can actually. Uh, okay, so like so, so like so like upgraded internal memory. Uh, the ability to play bigger games. I mean, it's gonna suck and be great at the same time. Like you can't play W two K eighteen on this game on this on the Switch. Okay, so you're 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 talking a total revision of the Switch. That would be because that that would be like Nintendo Switch Two at that point. That wouldn't be like a revision. I mean, I think if if we if we were talking in terms of being able to play the same type of games on the Nintendo Switch that you can play currently on your PS4 and Xbox, that would require a total re revision of the internal parts, the chips, the GPU, the RAM, everything. That's not gonna happen. That won't happen until the switch to so, which so, will be, so, so realistically, what are they looking to do here? Realistically, what I think what, what, I, what I think will happen here is that we are going to get a upgraded version of the dock that will stop cracking your screen because, you know, a lot of people are when they when they have when they play it in docked mode, it heats up so much that the, the screens and the actual casing of the switch itself are cracking. I've never had mine get hot, but you don't play in docked mode that often. You play in handheld mode most of the time, which is why it doesn't get hot. 
if that you is pl- a good point, Prime. Yeah, if you play it in docked mode, it, when it's charging, sure, it's not going to get hot. But when you're actually playing it in docked mode, the thing gets very, very hot. So I think the first thing that they're going to focus on is going to have to be some type of dock revision to where it stops doing that. Obviously, they did talk about in the article the screen. We're going to be getting a, a much better LCD screen because the screen on the Switch, it's good. It's not great, but it is good. Um, I think that we could easily see... It could whether it's smaller or bigger, I think that the revision could be one or the other. It won't be both, but it could either be smaller to where it fits more in your pocket or bigger to where it's more along the same lines as like an iPad type of a display. It could be one or the other. I mean, battery life wouldn't hurt either. And I was going to that's what I was going to say next and like an upgraded battery of some sort. Um, I think that the best we can hope for would be what Sony and Microsoft did with the PS4 Pro and the Xbox One X. A step up in terms of graphics. It won't be a total... Again, we might be able to play WW2K18 with no lag on, on, the, on the Switch Pro X or whatever we want to call it. Um, you know, what, 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 like because they could add slightly more RAM to it and slightly better things to it, but it won't be a total revision. We might be able to play certain games like WW2K18, which runs like shit on the Nintendo Switch. It may run good. We might be able to get certain ports because they they might be able to run, but we're not going to be able to get cutting edge. You know, Fallout 76 isn't going to run on the Switch. Black Ops 4 isn't going to run on the Switch. Cyberpunk 2077 is not going to run on the Switch like that. that, That's not going to happen. Um, but I, but I do think certain things will, um, uh, be, honestly, if they want to make some money and like go the 2DS route, they can just, just change the t- make it a TV only version. That could be something too, actually. Yeah. That could be that something solve, too. Cause it also solves your, uh, the dock issues. Your, your yeah. Dock issue, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they just completely, or, or do we think they do two versions? Do we do one that is strictly TV only for those that don't want to do handheld or do they do one that's handheld only for those that don't care about the TV? Okay. So like the switch go. Yeah. Basically like you have one version, the switch go and the, the switch stay. <laughs> and then you, and you combine it and the, the original is a switch stay and go. <laughs> it's uh, not a bad idea, actually. It's not a bad idea actually. No. Like, so they released one version that would be your switch stay, which stays at your home and that's like, you know, say 100, 100 bucks, whatever, 150 bucks, well, probably less than that. And then you have the Switch Go, which is just the screen, just the handheld version, charges through a different way so you don't have to plug it into the dock. And that is your handheld version. You know what? Mm. If they could find a way, and you know what? I think the way might even be this Nintendo network um, mm. to keep your keep your game saves going across systems. I might even get, you know, if I would keep my regular Switch and get a Switch Go to have something I could play, like, at work, I'm gonna leave my thing here, like something nice and portable, like a play. Right. And I, I mean, think... I could, I, I could, I have brought the Switch to work before, but it's, it's so weird, and I'm terrified the whole time. Again, I'm gonna mess my Switch up. The Switch Go would have to be more durable. It would have to be smaller too. Like it would definitely have to be somewhat smaller. Huh. I think. Um, and you may, you brought up an interesting point with the Nintendo Switch Online service because the cloud saves are a thing now. So your saves definitely would be able to transfer between the Switch Go and the Switch home version i mean i think that would definitely have to be a thing um and i actually one of the things i wrote down is what do we think it will be called so i think that that's actually funny like switch day switch go um i don't know man i just 
I, uh, we knew this was going to be starting to be a thing. Like when Sony did it with the PS4, when Microsoft did it with the Xbox One X, or and they even did it so, somewhat with the Xbox One S, we knew that there were going to be these inner intergenerational revisions every single time. Now, like it's go, it's going to happen when the PS5 comes out, there will be a PS5 Pro. When the Xbox Scarlet comes out, there will be a Scarlet X. When the Switch Two comes out, there will still be a Switch Two whatever. Yeah, I think that this is a good thing though because it does allow. It does allow there to be certain things that, you know, they can make changes to things that aren't working from right away or they can just keep bumping it up slightly to where, you know, games do look a little bit better in the later half of the generation than they do at the beginning. If you look at games on the PS4 now, they look way better, especially if you're playing on a pro. They look way better than they did at the start of the PlayStation 4 generation. And that's a cool thing. Xbox One X, same thing. Games look way better on Xbox One X. They're running in native 4K now. That's every console. Once you get towards the end. Mm, yes and no there the games the way they look now wouldn't have been possible on the ps2 or ps3 even though the later half ps2 games do look better on ps but then they did ps2 early same thing with ps3 to ps3 early the ps3 didn't have more ram and more graphical capabilities by the end of its life cycle though the ps4 and pro and the xbox one x do true 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 so the you are able to get slightly better looking versions of these games now um Again, your games still run on and, you know, even games like, okay, say Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which looks phenomenal. You look at the 2013 reboot that was on PS4, Xbox One. Yeah, Shadow of the Tomb Raider looks way better, even if you're playing on an original 2013 version of your Xbox One or the baseline PS4. Shadow of the Tomb Raider still looks better than the 2013 Shadow of the Tomb Raider. It's guaranteed. But if you're playing on a pro or specifically an Xbox One X where you can run this thing in native 4K, it looks about 300 times better than the 2013 reboot of Tomb Raider did on the PS4 and Xbox One. So uh, I, I really do hope that's that's something Nintendo is able to do here with the Switch revision is give it some sort of small boost. Again, it won't be a big boost, but it will be a small boost to allow more RAM for the system, more RAM for developers, and then maybe get certain games to just run a little bit better so that we get some more ports or ports that we already have just run better. Um, so I, I, I do, I definitely do think that this is going to be heavily along the lines of the PS4 Pro and the Xbox One X it's going to, it's going to function in the same manner as those two systems did when Sony and Microsoft released them. If it's not called the Switch Stay and the Switch Go, what else could it be called? Nintendo Switch blank. It's Go's going to happen. It's going to happen. They're, 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 they're invested in that name. I could, you don't think they would do Super Nintendo Switch? That That's going to be the next one. That's going to be the Switch 2. What about Nintendo Switch Advance? Nintendo Switch DS. No, because then they have to add a dual screen. That's the only reason the DS came from. You can call it Double Switch. I got nothing. I got no good, good name. I wish I knew ahead of time I would have prepared something, some, some, some jerky answers. Uh, Nintendo Switch Advance isn't bad. Nintendo Switch Advance isn't bad. Um... Super Nintendo Switch, that's kind of where I was leaning towards. But if you think that might be like a successor to the Nintendo Switch, and then what would we have like Nintendo Switch 64 after the Super Nintendo no, Switch, no. and then the, the, the Nintendo Switch Cube, and then the uh, Nintendo Switch Wii? The Switch Wii. In fact, that's the next name. You got it. <laughs> Switch Wii. Yeah, uh, that sounds like a Nintendo name, though, sadly. Switch Wii? Or they, they, they just go like all these new movies that they're coming out, like, the you know, Die Hard number 12 and mm -hmm. Rambo number seven. Just call it Nintendo. 
I actually thought that's what they were going to do before they announced it as the Nintendo Switch. I literally thought it would just be Nintendo and it should just be Nintendo. And every two or three years, they should release a new Nintendo that is upgraded. That's what they should do. And that would be brilliant. That that right there, that's like, you know, Samsung does it every year for the for their for the galaxies. iPhone does it or Apple does it every year with the iPhone. But Nintendo could do every three years, release a new Nintendo, better games, better graphics. Older games will still work on the new version of Nintendo up to a certain point. Previous games will work on previous Nintendos up to a certain point. It would get logistically hard to say, like, why won't my version of Animal Crossing that I bought in 2019 work on my Nintendo that I bought in 2031? Well, because it's not compatible. That'd have to be some type of compatibility. And I think it would have to if they just called it Nintendo, it would then have to go with operating system numbers just like it does on iphone just like it does for android like you know like we were talking about um was it last week yeah with dragalia lost and you're like i wanted to play it on my ipad but it's not it doesn't work on my ipad so you would have i think you would have to do the cutoff would have to be done by operating system numbers at that point but i am curious to know when we're going to find out more about whatever nintendo is working on whether that's Later this year, early next year with the next Nintendo Direct or whether that's something that we'll find out at E3 next year. I don't know. E3 probably makes more sense the next year, especially if it's targeting a summer or fall release date next year. Then I think E3 would be a good time for us to learn about it. But uh, I am definitely going to be keeping my ears to the ground to see what this potential revision of Nintendo Switch might actually be next year. Because whatever it is, I want to buy it unless unless we have both the PS5 and Xbox Scarlet coming next year. I can't buy all three in one year. I just don't have that kind of funds. I'd have to pick the PS5 over the Nintendo Switch revision if I had to actually choose. Or so. you can send this one, Reggie. I know you watch. Does he? Oh, you are. I mean, he is a he is a Brentwood alumni. I wish you would reach out to him. Get him. I should. We we don't have an alumni newsletter because I don't think most of our alumni read. Um, <laughs> Including yourself. Well, you actually you actually do read, though. I, I'm, I'm a learned man. I have many books bound in mahogany. Yeah. OK. All right. I'll be I'll bound books and wood, but whatever. Uh, but 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 it would be cool if uh, if Reggie was uh, was watching our our show. But I know he's not. I'm sure I'm sure he is. Although ceases and desists like it sent. <laughs> Let's talk about something else here. Let's talk about BlizzCon 2018. We already talked a little bit about Blizzard earlier. Are this, you going to the Blizzard convention? I'm not. I will get the virtual ticket just like I do every year. But uh we we've we found out what the schedule is going to be for BlizzCon 2018. And this is where we can start getting an idea of what's going to be announced for BlizzCon 2018. So as always, they're kicking things off. And this is an Eastern time because it's just the the schedule shows up on their website. It's the best time. Well, it shows up on, on their website in your current computer time. Uh, it is taking place just like it always does in Anaheim, California, at the Anaheim Convention Center. So at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, it's the opening ceremony, and that takes place for an hour. That will be live broadcast everywhere. Even if you don't buy the virtual ticket, you'll be able to actually watch the opening ceremony. I will do a live reaction to the opening ceremony. Uh, that's where all the announcements will take place. The f- major thing that gets announced every year at the opening ceremony is always the very next panel that takes place on the main stage. If you look at what's the very first panel on the main stage after the opening opening ceremony, there's a half hour break. After that, Diablo, what's next? Is the next panel after the opening ceremony. That tells me Diablo is the biggest announcement that BlizzCon has this year, whether it's Diablo 3 related or more realistically whether it's Diablo 4 related. It's also the, it's also the very last thing they talk about. I know. I know. That's cool. 
So, okay. so, you, so you, 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 you piqued my interest. Yeah. So there's, there's a good chance that, uh, that, that the, one of their major things that they talk about during the opening ceremony is what's next for Diablo, because that is the next panel that takes place on the main stage. Um, after Diablo, what's next on the main stage? We have Overwatch. What's next? Overwatch isn't going to get a new game, but we'll probably get a new character revealed, a new map. That makes sense. They're going to have a panel. After that, Hearthstone, what's next? I'm sure we'll see a new expansion revealed for Hearthstone. We always usually do, whether it's a new expansion or a new adventure. And then uh, World of Warcraft, what's next, takes place from 6.30 to 7.15 Eastern. Uh, we're going to hear about Patch 8.1. We already know what's next for World of Warcraft, but we'll maybe get some teases for what's in 8.2. And then to close out Friday on the main stage, Heroes of the Storm, what's next? Um, yeah, just more heroes, probably, maybe a new map or so. Uh, interestingly enough, Diablo was didn't even have a panel at all last year so the, yeah, fa- the fact weird. the fact that they're going first on the main stage after the opening ceremony tells me diablo 4 or something diablo 3 expansion related but i think i think it's i think it's more diablo 4 uh what's interesting on the community stage at the same time as diablo what's next we'll have behind blizzard's music which i do want to check out eventually uh inside blizzard takes place at the same time as overwatch what's next lorecraft creating memorable characters takes place at the same time as the heroes of the or, yeah the hearthstone panel uh, Carbot Live is the creators from Carbot Animation are going to be at BlizzCon and they're ready to bring an epic battle to BlizzCon. Uh, that's going to be taking place during the later half of the Warcraft expansion and the first half of the Hero of the Storm expansion. And then there's a cosplay exhibition on the community stage from 830 to 930. Nerds. Uh, no, the cosplay is great at BlizzCon. I'm kidding. Um, on the Spotlight stage, which is the, called Legendary this year. Uh, Blizzard gear, past, present, and future. So that's like the merchandise that Blizzard releases. Voices of War, Horde versus Alliance. You'll be able to see uh, a panel featuring the voice actors from the game. Uh, backstage at Blizzard, they're going to show how they build their game world, discover what keeps them running. Battle for Azeroth cinematics, expanding the narrative. They're going to talk more about the cinematics that we saw during Battle for Azeroth and kind of more story behind them. And then uh, they're going to have a Hearthstone streaming thing. Uh, on, on that stage from 845 to 930. Uh, there's an Overwatch esports stage, as there always is, a Hearthstone esports stage, as there always is, a World of Warcraft Arena sports stage, a Heroes esports stage, and a StarCraft 2 esports stage. Interestingly enough, no StarCraft 2 panel this year. That's the one game that they're leaving out this year. Or well, StarCraft year, in general. Next year, StarCraft 3. That's not. It definitely is not. But, um, and then Friday night closes out with Community Night. Uh, from 10 to 12 Eastern. So that would be from 7 to 10 uh, Pacific. That's usually where they have. Um, so the cosplay exhibition, I don't think has taken place in the costume contest that they normally do. So the community con- night is usually the the uh, like the the concerts that they do, the cosplay thing that they do. And then um, what else do they do? I don't remember. It's costume contest. Oh, art contest and music contest is what always usually takes place Friday night. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes if we move over to Saturday on the main stage, we'll kick things off uh, at one o'clock Pacific. I'm sorry. One o'clock p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific with the Heroes of the Storm deep dive where they're going to talk about some stuff coming next to the Nexus. So we'll get more information on what we probably didn't find out on Friday. Voices of Overwatch. So we'll have some uh, Overwatch voice actors on Saturday. Uh, here's where we have the StarCraft 2 What's Next panel. So it's buried in the middle of the day on Saturday, so we know nothing major is coming to StarCraft 2. Uh, a World of Warcraft Q&A takes place in the afternoon from 4.30 to 5.15 on the main stage. Building a hero in Overwatch from 5.30 to 5- 6.15. Restoring history, creating WoW. This is the uh, WoW Classic 
panel, I think, which is I'm oh, very okay. much looking forward okay. to. Uh, that's 630 to 715. And what's interesting, if you actually um, if you buy the virtual ticket, you will be able to play the version of Warcraft Classic that is at BlizzCon at the same time as the people going to BlizzCon for that week that's that it's up. So for that's one cool. week, you'll be able to play Warcraft Classic, the the version that's at BlizzCon. So that's a good incentive to actually sign up for the virtual ticket as well, because you like it to jump in and check out the initial experience of Classic Warcraft again. And then closing out the day on the Mythic stage, well, we have something called Play Nice, Play Fair, uh, which is a social design thing. That seems really weird. And then a Diablo World and Q&A. So they're probably going to talk more about whatever they announce on Friday for Diablo. They'll talk about like the world that's coming, some answer some fan questions and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, like you mentioned, it's the thing that closes out the thing, too. Um, and then I'm just trying to I'm just kind of panning and scanning through here to see if there's anything else I wanted to mention. Um, obviously, we don't know who's playing Geek and Sundry Live. That's interesting. Uh, they they have a panel on uh, the Saturday from 830 to 930. It's good for them. But and then Saturday night from 1030 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern. So 730 to 10 Pacific is the closing festivities. Uh, details to be announced. But that was always where a major band plays. The year I went, I saw the Foo Fighters. So oh, cool. uh, they always get one major band to play there. And uh, they, they have this epic concert. And just a, it's a good time. It's always a good time. Are tickets sold out for this? They sell out within less than five minutes oh. every time. Brian, I was seriously going to Christmas gift you tickets for this early, but uh, I, didn't, I didn't see them for sale here. Just give me just ver- just give me a virtual ticket. Well, that's not. Uh, I was going to actually send you there for a little bit on games right off of the business expense. Right, 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 right to virtual. Yeah, you you have to buy tickets immediately, and I'm, you probably know that. That's why you're able to say that. You didn't have to actually look no, for I, money. No, I swear, I swear, I'm not. I, 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 I'm, so, I'm sorry for anyone who's hearing lots of clicks, but I was literally looking on the site trying to find a place to buy the ticket. Yeah, no tickets. Tickets go sell out. They they do. They put them up for sale three times they they it's like comic-con i guess they 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 put them up in batches and within five minutes each batch is always sold out that sucks oh you can you can can give me a virtual ticket though because i haven't bought my virtual ticket yet next year brian okay i'm gonna buy some virtual ticket i haven't bought my virtual ticket yet maybe maybe we'll go next year uh be nice it'd be nice i did apply to this year but uh but uh obviously we we did not meet the criteria as of yet to attend blizzcon as official members of the press but one day we will one day we absolutely will. No, no, no. I, I, let's let's plan this for next year. It'd be fun. It'd be a lot of fun. Uh, okay, guys, you, that's, that's why we need your donations. We need them donations. But you know what that sound means? That sound means oh, it's yeah. time for a little kickstart my heart. And I found this one here. And the reason why I put this in here is because it said NES in the title. So it says here, it says, find some flannel and bring your adrenaline for razor sharp action. Indulge in dynamic gameplay, smack talking, timber beasts and mayo. The game is called Log Jammers, axe throwing action on NES, PC and Nintendo Switch. The NES cartridge is a lime green as well, like Ghostbusters green. Um, Log Jammers is a competitive arcade sports game featuring axe throwing blade catching action with a retro vibe in the vein of Windjammers. Unique character abilities, funky arenas, and trash-talking timber beasts will keep you chopping. NES and PC are ready for play, and meeting our Kickstarter goal is how they'll be funding all the console ports and finishing touches. We've, they've set up tournaments with their friends in the Windjammers community to fine-tune the gameplay, and they want to get this feedback in. Backers will be added to the credits for the part they played in making Logjammers the absolute best it can be. So what this is, slam your axe into your opponent's goal and fast-paced blade-tossing carnage. Activate power-ups to set your blade ablaze or cover your opponent in slippery oil. 
Grab the star to unleash each character's unique special throw. Choose a timber beast with a level of speed, technique, and swoleness that suits your playstyle. Jam out in funky arenas like a mayonnaise factory spill, 80s hell, and a peaceful beaver pond. Get to know colorful characters like Bruiser Bugardus, the strongman who makes exercise equipment out of wood, or the mayonnaise monsoon, a bloated corpse who died in an industrial condiment accident. Revel in victory as your lumberjack trash talks your vanquished opponent. A physical cartrogenius version for hardcore fans and retro enthusiasts is also available. Amp up the body count in cheerleader mode. Perfect for old Frank over there. Uh, ready to jam. Do you want competition or do you demand it? Get ready for lightning fast, razor sharp, axe throwing action. Think you are as hard as wood? You'd better be because these jammers are tough and the smack talking never stops. Stop it. Catching an axe is child's play. <laughs> catching an axe is child's play, but catching a flaming blade thrown by an undead woodlands predator is an entirely different story. Need help verbally trashing your opponent? Let the colorful lumberjacks of log jammers do it for you. They've been fine tuning and tweaking log jammers to make sure it jams as hard as they as they want it to. Fans have been provided some awesome feedback at conventions and log jammers has already garnered some awards. Uh, They're thanking people for their enthusiasm and support. And what's interesting is that they are also going to be utilizing on PC the Razer Chroma keyboard. Um, it says here that uh, they've implemented Chroma in a variety of engaging ways to take the games to the next level and enhance your jam sessions with an immersive and reactive light show as you play the game if you're actually uh, playing it on um, PC. So that's actually really neat. Are you going to pledge this? Do you want it on the NES? I am a little disappointed that I didn't know about this sooner. Why is that? Because the, the, the edition I would have wanted to pledge to is sold out. Which one is that? It's called Wood Hard for Collectors, and it's an actual handcrafted wooden NES cartridge that works in the Nintendo. Okay. Is that the only... So unfortunately, is, is that, is that the only... There are 35 of them. And that's, that's it? The only, it's not the only one I would want to get in on. I mean, there is a $60 version that comes with a physical copy. Okay. Or a $70 version that comes with the whole box. Um, but I want to play this no matter what. And they're going to make it. I only got three days to go. They need another $1,000. They'll be fine. Yeah, so that's that's why I picked this one, because literally it's, it's coming to a close here. They're sitting at $18,228 of their $20,000 goal. Uh, yeah, so what? Just under 1800 bucks. So I'm pretty sure they'll make it. It, it. it would be crazy. It would be absolutely crazy if they didn't actually uh, to make this. And, and funny enough, the developers of this game, Mega Cat Studios, I have met. The developers at this studio. I have I have met these guys uh, when Jessica and I went to GDEX in 2016. They were one of the studios that was actually there. So we've actually we've actually chatted with the team over at Mega Cat Studios. I think these guys are actually at Long Island kind of, uh, Metro uh, Gaming Fest as well. They're based out of Pittsburgh, so there's a good chance. As I say, they're from Pennsylvania. Okay, so yeah, they're, 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 they're based out of Pittsburgh, so there's a good chance that they might have been there. But yeah, they they, they made the drive over to uh, to Columbus. I even think I even think I saw this game being played. To be quite honest, probably, probably. Yeah, it's it's, it's been one of their one of their major ones that they've been obviously trying to to promote. So. But yeah, no, it's pretty cool. So that's why I wanted to give a little bit of love to them, give a bit of love to the game as well. So yeah, Mega Cat Studios is the uh, the name of the team, and and they're they're good dudes over there. We we did have a have a good chat with those guys. We we tried to talk with every studio that was there. There were a couple that I couldn't actually get a chance to talk to. That was the first major thing we did for Lebanon Games after we opened up, and that was only two months after opening the doors for Lebanon oh, Games. Wow. So uh, that was when I had no clue what I was doing. But uh, that was yeah. LDG Prime. That was yeah, that was me in my infancy and not knowing exactly what I should be doing. But uh, I think it worked out for the best. 
And uh, we got some good coverage out of it. We got some good stuff and we met some cool people and some good friends. Um, which some of them I'm still in contact with on social media to this day. So it's pretty neat. But uh, yeah, no. So shout out to them. Uh, hopefully, hopefully uh, Logjammers does meet his goal with three days to go. And there's a good chance that it will. I hope that it does. But that's going to bring us to the close of the show this week. Unless you have anything else you wanted to talk about before we get out of here today. Uh, just remember to have your pets spayed and neutered. Do your part to help control the pet population. Wait, are you Bob Barker now? Someone's got to do it. You know he had hair, right? No, he didn't. That was a, it was a wig. Still, and I refuse. He had hair. I refuse. He had hair. I told you that you needed to wear a different wig every episode of Max Level after you shaved your head. You're not wearing Fine, a wig. Just, you know, catchers are laughing matter. You don't have that, dude. My sister's, my sister's is a cancer. <laughs> that's in that's that's in that's a different kind. But, uh, and my dad says I'm a cancer on the family. <laughs> that's gonna do it for this week. We want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to Max Level Made Possible by LevelDownGames.com. And thanks again to Dance with the Dead for all the awesome music. Regardless of where you're enjoying this content, be sure to share your support by leaving a review or a comment, hitting that like button, and if you aren't already, subscribe on YouTube. Be sure to also follow us over at twitch.tv slash LevelDownGames for all the live streams and event coverage and on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook if you want to follow us across social media. Check that description box below with the appropriate links. Until next week, keep gaining experience until you reach max level. And Paul is beautiful.